we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hi, this is Marlene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. Everything is good here. And... Um, I'm going to admit, I, we, I, the guests that I'm going to bring on, he's been um, here on the show a couple of times and man, we were talking and talking and talking. I said, wait a minute, we got to stop because I got to leave something for the show because this is such an interesting um, guest. And uh, this gentleman, his name is Al Santa Riga. He is one of the founders of the Bronxville Paranormal Society. And um he is, uh, he's been involved in all areas of the paranormal. He had his first UFO sighting in the summer of 72 when he was 10 years old in Yonkers, New York. Uh, he had his Bigfoot sighting uh, in the summer of 74 at the age of 12 when visiting his sister in Davie, Florida, which one of our prior interviews details that, which is fascinating. And he had his first insectoid sighting in the fall of 1990 while working off the aqueduct in North Yonkers. Uh, he's had a lot of paranormal experiences, uh, demonic, psychic, and even a possible abduction. And he's got other stuff that's happening, which we're going to talk about. So how are you doing, Al? Great, Marlene. How are you? Fantastic. Um, and I'm going to get right to it because you yourself were mentioning a minute ago that you were have a lot of interesting things going on. But specifically, there were a couple of cases that you're working on right now. Yeah, but before we get started, I want to say um, that Cat Ward and Miss Ada 
both say hello. I was talking to them today, and they both wanted me to say hello to you. Yes. Um, so I yes, think that's um, we got we, uh, we got a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, um, I I worked the case Sunday. Mm-hmm. First, I, I I had what people in the psychic community call an awakening. It's okay. I, I, I don't know if you want me to get into it now, but sure. It was, it, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. It was one night, and and this is how it started. And um. I'm in bed sleeping and I'm dreaming and I feel like I'm on a rainbow bridge going up to the heavens and um, I'm okay. And I feel like something, it's got my hand and it's guiding me, but he's behind me. I can't see what's guiding me. And we're going up into the, up into the outer space on this rainbow bridge. And this voice is telling me, I'm going to tell you tonight, I'm going to tell you the secret of life and the secret of the universe. They are both the same thing. So I said, okay, I'm all ears, right? (laughs) And I'm being brought up to heaven on it. And I'm seeing images of like music notes going by me and I'm seeing mathematical uh, calculations going by me. And I, I, I don't know what the hell either one of them mean. And then I'm seeing uh, images of like Einstein and Tesla and Da Vinci and Nostradamus and uh, Bach and Beethoven and all this. St- I'm seeing all of this stuff and we're just going, going, going. And this voice starts telling me the secret to life. There's three things they said to, to the secret of life and three things to the secret of the universe, which are all, which are both the same. It's, Frequency and vibration are one and two. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third one. And I was like, okay. And as I'm seeing all this stuff go by, and it's like who's ever guiding me doesn't want to tell me what the third one is. I'd like to pull in teeth, right? Right. And I'm like, okay. Now we start to descend back down towards Earth. And um, we're going back down. And I'm like, hey, listen, you know are you going to tell me this last thing or what, you know, cause we're almost back to the, yeah, back it's to like, the house. I want to know before I wake up, I hit the bed and wake up. Right. Never know. And it says the the third thing is consciousness, vibration, frequency, and consciousness. That's the secret of life. And that's the secret of the universe. And all the knowledge that ever was is in the new universe. And you can tap into it at any time you want. Okay. This is just telling me. Okay, so as I'm going back home, I'm saying, "Boy, I said, I say to this invisible person guiding me, I say, um, man, this was a wild dream. You know, it's a crazy dream. You know, yeah." And he says, "No, this is not a dream. When the snow melts, you're going to see a sign in your yard to prove that this wasn't a dream." Meanwhile, I had like a foot and a half of snow in the backyard. Okay, this was in this was like in January, right? Mm-hmm. So after a couple of weeks, I, I wake up, I wake up the next day and I, you know, I call my partner and I say, dude, I had the weirdest dream. I call my partner, Brian, you know, and I tell him and he goes, dude, I don't think that was a dream. And I was like, ah, I mean, I don't know, you know, and snow melts. And when the snow melts in my backyard, I have two yards, a, a, a close backyard and then a far backyard right. on the other side of the far yard is a ring of quartz crystal stones the size of bowling balls 
what? set up in my yard. And that was the proof that that journey I went on wasn't a dream. So I called a few people who are big into this metaphysical world, that's which I'm not really, you know, into. I don't know much about. Mm-hmm. And I say, and I tell them about this, and they say, "You had an awakening. It's called an awakening, and you've reached a higher consciousness." Okay. And uh, they're telling me, you know, you're no longer an intuitive. Now you're a psychic. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm a psychic, right? <laughs> you know. And uh, I like, and they say that ring is your meditation ring. Okay. And you have to go into that ring and you have to meditate whenever you have like, whenever you you're, have a, something you're questioning, you know, whether, whatever it is that you're questioning, go, that's the meditation ring. So it's like, okay, no problem. So now this happens, you know, and Sunday I get invited to a, a restaurant investigation, okay? From okay. another group of mine, friends of mine, they say, hey, Ali, call me up at the last minute and say, Hey, we want you to come. There's an opening. Would you do you want to come? And I'm like, sure. You know, I'm not doing anything. So I head out there. Now I always protect before I go out. I mm-hmm. sage. I have a Benedictine cross that's been blessed by the church. I have stones. I have salt to keep me grounded. Yes. I have everything. You know, I've I've got holy water. I go above and beyond. We go. I go to this restaurant which is in a 200 year old building. And, you know, I meet all the people from all the plays from the different groups, different teams. We're very tight up here. We have like a paranormal unity kind of thing going on between okay. like five or six different groups, you know? And I say hello to everybody. We get some pitches going. We have a couple of beers. And then we, we start one of the sessions downstairs in the lower restaurant by the bar. And there's supposed to be like somebody who smokes cigars there and all this stuff. And, and I'm smelling cherry pipe tobacco the whole time I'm there. Okay. And all of a sudden, I don't, I don't feel good. I'm, I'm not me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. one of the people who were running, the sh- running it that day said, listen, Al, could you and William do me a favor? I run the investigation down here. I'm going to take someone else upstairs and run the investigation upstairs. Okay. Well, before that happens, before we break up to break up, um, the psychic comes in that we know she's, she's going to do like a little med- something there. Right. She walks right. in and she goes to me, Oh my gosh. She walks over to me and I'm very good friends with her and her husband. And she walks over to me. She goes, Oh my God, what, you know, what happened to you? And I go, I shaved my head, you know? And she goes, okay. No, I'm not talking about you shaving your head. She goes, Al, your aura is like lit up like daytime. And um, you're, you know, you got like a beam of light coming out of your head. What happened? So she goes, You got to tell me. You got to. So she grabs me. We go to a private room and I tell her about the awakening. And she goes, right. Oh my gosh. She goes, Oh my God, you know. She goes, she goes, I can't believe you had this experience, yada, yada, yada. She goes, now, you know, now you know where, you know, where, how I'm living, you know, how my life is. Okay. Now we break off to go into the investigation. Ten minutes into the investigation, I can't figure out how to run any of my equipment. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. I've had this equipment for years. I, I know how to run my equipment. You know what I mean? But okay. for some reason, something has attached itself to me, and I can't work anything. I can't figure out how to take a goddamn picture with my camera. 
Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, so I go, I leave the room. I tell Bill, I said, listen, Bill, you got to run this on your own. I'm so confused right now. I'm useless. So he goes, I'll go outside, get a breath of fresh air, you know? And I go out and I'm sitting at the bar and I'm drinking a glass of water. And I sit there for like, and I keep trying to get up and use my equipment and, you know, just, I don't know what attached itself to me, but whatever it was, it must've been old because it didn't know how to use the equipment. So because it was in me, I couldn't use the equipment. I didn't know. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't think because it didn't, I guess if you're 200 years old, you don't know what all this high, all this technology is, you know? So I'm sitting there now the session ends and we're going to switch. The downstairs group is going up the upstairs. Now the psychic comes back down and she looks at me and she goes, what happened to you? I go, what do you mean? She goes, Al, what's, something's wrong. She goes, you're not you. And she goes, she goes, all of a sudden your aura is, is dull. She goes, what's going on? And I said, listen, I can be honest with you. I think, you know, that something attached itself to me, you know? So she grabbed me and she hits me with some Florida water and she hits uh -huh. me with some holy water and she hits me with some a bunch of other different things. We put salt in my shoes to ground me. And she grabs me on a couple of um, pressure points that release energy, you uh -huh. know, because she's a recce master and all that stuff. She knows all about that stuff. And I'm sitting at the bar with her and I feel my feet warming up where I put the salt. Really? And I'm looking at her and she's looking down at my feet, you know, and it's funny because I can feel this heat rising through my body. And as it's rising, she's following it like she can see it. And then all okay. of a sudden, I feel like something pops out of the top of my head. Poop, right? And I turn to her and I go, did it just release off out of the top of my head? She goes, did you see it? I go, no, I felt it. She goes, you're going to have a terrible headache now for about 20 minutes, but it's going to pass. And she goes, you'll be all right. She goes, it wasn't anything negative. It was just something that was attracted to your energy. She goes, Al, now that you're a psychic, you have to ground before you go to investigations. It's not enough to just protect. Show up. You have yeah. to ground. You have to ground. I said, okay. I thought, you know, everything that I did was more than enough. So then I go upstairs. I'm feeling much better upstairs, but I'm still still drained. I'm not who I'm not me, you know. The investigation okay. ends. I leave. I don't say goodbye to anybody. I can't get out of that building fast enough. Okay. I leave again. I was wiped out for two days. Two yes. days I was drained, physically drained from all my energy. So the psychic calls me up and she goes, Al, how you feeling? Just out of curiosity, I want to check on you. And I said, you know, thank you for everything you did for me. I'm okay. Well, she was very, very tired the last 48 hours. She goes, yeah, she goes, um, she goes, it wasn't anything dark or negative. It was just something that was attracted to your light and, you know, she goes, she goes, you got to be careful now. Now you have to really begin. I was like, listen, you know, I know you, 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 you claim that I'm a psychic, but I, 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 you know, I don't claim to be a psychic. You know what I mean? I don't believe that I'm, I have any kind of, uh, you know, except for my gut feelings. I don't claim that I can guess things or know what's going on. Any of that stuff. She goes, no, I'm telling you, you had an awakening. You have to ground now. So, okay. So it took me two days to recover from that. So that's just happened sunday you know and i told them so the person who was running the investigation calls me and says hey listen how you doing i said i'm okay she goes what do you think about you know 
us. We do any more investigations there. Would you want to come back? I said, listen, the food was fantastic. I said, <laughs> but you could, you'll never be able to get me back into that building ever again. I'm done with that building. I'm out. Because whatever really? is there, it's always there. And if I walk back in, it's going to recognize me and say, hey, that's and my buddy. Yeah. What they what what was it? They have reports of uh, hauntings or what's going on there? Yeah, there's there's activity like the the staff hears people coughing, they smell cigarette smoke, stuff gets moved, they see shadow figures in the wall. I mean, it's it's a big harness racing town, mm -hmm. and my partner, my my partner, a friend of mine, Bill, who was working uh, working it. He had a private uh, investigation that he was working, you know, out of his with his group that had something to do with harness. So he just brought it up that day, and he got tons of answers from the plasma okay. box about his investigation that he's doing somewhere else. But somewhere it's, else, it's all harness connected. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so that was crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with that place. I'll I'll never go back there again. You know. Two days to recover from that. No, thank you. You know, and uh, so that was that was the most recent thing that happened. And then I got a phone call. No, not actually, that I got a phone call two days ago, yesterday. I don't remember. Um, from from a, a a client. She said, "Listen, you know, I've I've helped this woman out before. She's mm -hmm. had entities in her her last condo that she lived in." We figured out that she had um, 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 what they call not wood nymphs or something like that from the woods. Okay. Um, An um, elemental. Uh, ele elementals, yes, elementals okay. that were coming in because they were pissed off that they cut all the woods down to build a condo that she lived in. Right. Okay. All and right. The element. She had, and my psychic said she's not the only one having issues here. A lot of people in these buildings are having issues because uh, the elementals are not happy. You know. But we ended up clean, clean, cleansing her apartment. So she called me again. She said, listen, I'm renting that old one out. And I moved into a townhouse now and in a different town, a different location. But I got all this crazy stuff going on. So I was okay. like, okay. And she starts telling me about all this crazy stuff. You know, her husband, who is the most calmest, nicest guy in the world, very relaxed kind of guy, mellow dude. He's intense now. He's very mean to her vocally, yeah. you know, um, yeah. not um, having, he's, uh, you know, he's a, they, they, her husband's been divorced and has a son from another, another marriage. And he's a very good father, um, sees the kid every other weekend, calls the kid every week. It's been a month and a half. He doesn't call the kid. He doesn't yeah, want nothing weird. to do with the kid. He's got, like she said, his eyes are like jet black. She's catching all yeah. of these. She's catching shadow figures outside her on her patio at night okay. looking in the screen. The dog is standing in the corner, you know, growling, barking. Uh -huh. Her hus husband is sleeping. But during the sleep, he's having uh, night terrors, but he doesn't remember them. But he sweats so profusely that she has to towel him down all night long. Otherwise, the what? bed will be soaking wet. Then she said she woke up with scratches one morning. So she's telling me all this stuff. And I'm saying, listen, something something happened. What's going on that you yeah. have all this stuff going on? And she said, well, this woman started working at my, my husband's company. Oh. And I think, you know she's got the hots for my husband and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I told her to back off and she called the cops on me, told the cops I was harassing her. Oh. 
Uh-huh. Anyway, she's given her this her, this other woman is given my client husband all these gifts and everything he brings home is very dark. He's got like a ring with a dragon on it. A melt. Okay. He's got she's given him a coin with some kind of image of some kind of creature on it. Um she gave him a shirt. She said the only way I could describe this shirt is that it looks like tarot cards on the shirt, like each individual card. Right. But she said the cards are very, very dark. And there's so many different images in each card that you like you can't even try to figure it out. And then she said the most recent thing he came home with. Oops. Let me see. Hey, Al, I don't know if you can hear me, but do I got you back? Okay, good. You back? Yeah, good. Yeah, I guess my, maybe my, my Wi-Fi. So he's wearing a cross. So he takes the cross okay. off and he throws it in, he throws it in his, his, uh, his, his uh, jewelry box, right? Okay. So the other day, this woman says, you know what? She's a very religious woman. And she's like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to go get that cross. I'm going to kiss it and hang it on the wall. And then, and, uh, and she went to get the cross to kiss it, and she looked down at the cross, and it wasn't an image of Jesus on the cross. It was a broken heart at the top with an image of a skeleton. What? Yes. So I told her, I said, your husband has got some kind of spell put on him from this woman. This is what I'm feeling, right? That right. this woman put some, maybe she put a love spell on him, and I don't know if he's cheating on her or what's going on. I, I'm not, right. you know, it's not none of my business. I don't ask those questions. But I think that this woman at his job put some kind of spell on him to attract him to it. And so right. this client says, well, you know, this woman is Spanish and she lives out in Brooklyn. And I think it may be San Agria and all this stuff. And I go, listen, this is above my pay grade. I said, okay, I don't play <laughs> like, like this stuff. But I know the perfect person I can call to find out for it. So I called Miss Ada. Okay. okay. And I told Miss Ada what's going on. And Miss Ada said, listen, Al, um, you know, this is what I think is going on. A, I, oh, and another thing, she has a box in her bedroom, in her bathroom. It's uh-huh. where she puts all her hair ties and stuff. Right. It's like a foot long by eight inches high, seven inches wide. And on top of it, she has another little box with all her bobby pins in it. And both of them have covers on it, okay? Okay. She took the little bobby pin box off to open up the other box to get a hair tie or a clip or something. And it was three inches of water in the box. Nobody knows how the water got in the box. That's weird. And she's getting... She has, um, what do you call it, um, those night vision cameras, motion sensor cameras. Uh-huh. And she's getting uh, things on her camera, like uh, alerts. She's seeing what looks like hundreds of orbs coming through the wall into her house. Like Is she's got like a motion detector kind of thing? Yeah, she's got a motion detector. And she's got all kinds of orbs. She said, not just one flying around here or there hundreds like waves of them so i told her i said i told her this is my i said until i find out from the expert this is what i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you all those objects that your husband brought in the house first of all he shouldn't be taken from that woman to begin with but everything everything is hexed 
I said, everything, yeah. everything is hexed. And I said, your husband has probably got something attached to him. If you're telling me his eyes go jet black when he gets mad and he doesn't look like himself, you know. Sure. I said, so I called Miss Ada and Miss Ada gave me a whole laundry list of things that she, she's willing to help this woman through me as a third party at no cost to this woman because wow. Miss, Ada, Miss Ada loves me, you know. So, yeah. uh, so, because um, I told she knows her, her stuff too, by the way. I know. I said, listen, I said, you know, this is above my pay grade. I don't, gonna, I said, and she goes, well, can you just come to the house to cleanse? I said, absolutely not. I just had something attached myself to me last <laughs> Sunday. I have no way I'm going anywhere near your house until yeah. Miss Ada cleanses it and it's everything yeah. is gone. I'm not coming to your house, not even for lunch. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yes. So, um, so, I mean, it's a crazy case. Miss Ada believes that the woman that his, her husband is associating with. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Is mm -hmm. in some kind of satanic cult. Yeah. And she feels that her husband has probably already participated in this cult at some point. I was going to say, know? considering what he's accepted from her already. Yeah. There's something there. That's there's like, yeah. I mean, just cr crazy, crazy case. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I told, I told this woman, I said, I gotta be brutally honest with you. Everything you've told me scares the shit out of me yeah. and I'm not afraid of anything. I said, mm -hmm. but, um, I said, your husband, it's the only way he's going to get better is if he, uh, wants to get better and goes through some kind of exorcism or deliverance or something yeah. to that effect because yes. he's got something attached to him and you know and i mean we can you can clear clean that whole house out all all you want but if mm -hmm. there's something attached to him every time right. he walks in the house it's going to be there as well you know yeah this so, is beyond a co-workers that's got the hots for your husband there's more right than and, that. and i told her i said this is not an easy fix i said i'm sorry to tell you this i said i really am because i know this woman she's 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 afraid of everything you know and i told um, her i said because originally i told her i said oh you're a chicken shit. you're afraid of everything you know but i didn't know what's going <laughs> on after she told me what's going on it scared the hell out of me and um, you know what it's one of those things that you you know your first thing is like okay infidelity or jealousy and then all of a sudden they're mushrooms into something darker and that thing of what what you said on the crucifix that's yeah, that's, that's very dark. troubling yeah 
I don't know what it means. I didn't even bother to look it up to find out what it means because I don't want I don't want to open up any Pandora's boxes. I don't want any of the, her that stuff attaching to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's why I said, look, I'll I'll reach out to the expert and. So Miss Ada gave me a laundry list of stuff to give her. I, I sent it to her today. I haven't heard back from, I don't know if it overwhelmed her and she just lost her mind or freaked out <laughs> or if she just didn't see the text yet, you know what I mean? But it's it's not an easy fix for this particular this particular case. Now I have another case that I'm working on out of North Carolina okay. where these people moved into this home, very big home, it was, you know, it's, again, it's like a hundred years old and, um, they, they, they moved down there for their, for the grandmother, uh, grandmother's got Alzheimer's. She's very sick. And, um, but she was a very lively woman before they moved into this house. They moved from Illinois to North Carolina, right. To get her away okay. from, the, I guess, out of the cold of Chicago mm -hmm. and stuff, you know? Right. And, um, one of the two sisters that are taking care of her lives there. And she said, you know, I put my grandmother in the main, the master bedroom. It's mm -hmm. got its own bathroom. It's a really big room, but you know, things are going on in here. She's, you know, she's fallen twice and, you know, hurt herself. And, you know, so I put a motion sensor camera in there and she started seeing orbs coming out of the closet and orbs coming okay. out of the bathroom. And she's got one creepy, creepy video where something comes out of the basement you can see the pixelation Whoa. on the floor change right something, <laughs> comes, something comes out of the basement and then like kind of goes into a, uh, a stairwell and you mm -hmm. can see the back of the entity's head start to form and then it okay. disappears and then you see the face of the entity peek out behind the door and look at look at the old look at the camera and and give like a smile like a, a really uh creepy oh, smile a, i mean tell you something, i think that's scarier than anything something so, like that that smiles yeah, like, oh so crap and i told you know I, I was talking to her and her sister and i said look um i don't know what's there i'm not a psychic but the vibe i get is that there's a, a woman in that room that may be territorial in that bedroom, you know, could you do any history of the house? I said, well, right. okay. So they did a little history on the house and they got back. They said, turns out the last two families that lived here only lived here for like two, three years each. And none of them used that room as a bedroom. They used it as a study or a library. How interesting. So, I guess they were fine long as they weren't occupying that room. Well, sleeping. This, yeah. Right. So she so I told her, I said, look, she's got health issues now. I said, what's ever there is not, it's, it's not, it's not good. It's draining your grandmother. Cause you told mm -hmm. me your grandmother was a very lively older woman. And now right. she doesn't, she doesn't want to leave that bed and she doesn't want to leave that room. I said, you need to get her out of that bed. You need to get her out of that room, get her out in the, out on the front deck in the back patio yes. in the fresh air and the vitamin D you just need her to get her out of there to so she can breathe i said and you too i said and then i said you know try these cleansing things first i said i'm feeling that this is an easy fix um so then my partner who does like remote viewing he mm -hmm. looked at he looked at it and he says you know i'm not seeing the old lady that you're seeing now but i'm seeing the old man in like a farmer jeans and, a and i think he's the guy who built the house and i think he's the problem 
said, okay. So then I called the team psychic and I said, I want you to read, you know, I should, I would send to the videos, watch mm -hmm. the videos, read it. See what you, and she says, okay, this is what's going on. There's a little boy there. It's the little boy that's hurting the old lady because he wants to play with her and he's tripping her and he's hitting her on the bed and she, she's not doing it on purpose to hurt her. Mm -hmm. She said, there is an old man there that's very territorial in a house and there is an old lady there as well. And um, she said, I don't think this is, you know, gonna be, a, uh, I think this is gonna be an easy fix more or less. So I said, okay. Right. So I told this woman, or I just, you know, I told her, I told her how to cleanse, what to get to do the cleansing. And she did the cleansing and the house got better. Okay. The, you know, the house got better. The grandmother wasn't being hurt. The grandmother's getting up and walking around, going outside, spending more time outside on the patio and the balcony. I mean, the, the deck. And everything was good until the other night. Now, I told her, I said, look, this, this people who built this house, they're probably very territorial in this house. They probably love this house. And it's not going to be easy to get them to leave because they're probably dug in like an Alabama tick. How old, how old is the house? It's like you 100 know? years old. Oh, it's yeah. that old? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But it's very, very big. The woman said it's a big home, you know. Okay. And, um, so I said, you know, it's not something dark or demonic. I didn't get mm -hmm. that feeling. My partner didn't get that feeling. My psychic didn't get that feeling. It's just something that's a little bit negative, that's territorial of that room, okay? okay. So she did the cleansing and it, and it got better. And the other night she's laying in bed, three o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, her cat's sleeping on her chest and her and the cat both wake up at the same time. Okay. And they look in the corner and there's a five foot shadow figure standing there. Oh. And they're just looking at it. Now, neither one of them, like the cat didn't take off running or anything like that. Well, everybody's just, sign. right. Everybody's just looking at this figure. Like what the hell's in our room, right? Mm -hmm. It turned into like a gray ball of light. She said it was grayish. Okay. And it floated over to her and it landed on her chest. Now, when it landed on her chest, it made her, it gave her, it paralyzed her, right? She had sleep paralysis or whatever, you know. She was paralyzed. Okay. She couldn't move. All right. But it didn't harm her. It didn't harm the cat. As a matter of fact, the cat never left. You know what I mean? The cat stood there. Okay. So I told her, I said, listen, again, I'm not a psychic by any stretch of the imagination, but the vibe I'm getting is that wasn't that was the image of that little boy, and he wanted to play with the cat. I said, now, I think if it was dark or demonic or negative in any way, shape, or form, the minute the cat seen it, the cat would have been out of town in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't think the cat would have hung around. I said, the cat would have been gone. Um, I, I said, and I think it didn't paralyze you. I said, I think, A, it was either um, a residual effect of the energy landing on you that paralyzed you, mm -hmm. or B, it was your own fear that paralyzed you. Yeah, when people you see don't realize this, that, that, that. Fear will do when, that to you. Right, when you see something so strange and out of your come and land on you you know sure. what i mean it could freak you out so now my psychic doesn't associate with clients because she doesn't charge for her services and mm -hmm. people tend to take advantage of her they call her for every little thing yes. but my psychic 
said, listen, she feels like she needs to talk to this person one-on-one. -on -one. She feels like this woman isn't getting the gist of everything. And so I gave my psychic, this woman's personal phone number, and I'm assuming they, they either spoke already or they're going to sp speak. And, and I told this woman, I said, listen, no matter what my psychic tells you, no matter how crazy it sounds, Mm -hmm. Believe me, I I never believe her when she tells me stuff. And at the end of the day, when the smoke clears, she's always 100% right. So yeah. no matter what you think, if you think she's nuts when she tells you what she tells you, because my psychic is saying that the family that's there isn't the family that built the house. It's actually her relatives waiting for the old lady to pass, to move on, to take to the other side. So, I, I, you know what? People don't realize that uh, that happens. One time I myself had a case very similar in a way. It was a friend of a friend. And we went over and same thing. Her mom, elderly, they had moved her into the house. And um, same thing. Something was going on in that room where she was. Same thing. She was she she was OK. I mean, she's elderly, but she was OK. And then all of a sudden she had. Uh, become disoriented, you know, this thing that was marked. Basically what it turned out was that her ex-husband, the father of the client, but her parents had divorced many years before. Sure. Um, he was a real SOB to make a long okay. story short. But this guy uh, basically was trying to get her to die because he hadn't crossed over. And she had always, in other words, he, he, wanted her to die and try to vouch for him to get into heaven. He was afraid of crossing over. Yeah. Crossing over All right. and that he would get in trouble. So he was going to use her as his ambassador. Right. Okay. To get him in because he had been a real son of a gun That's with okay. her. Yeah, they had divorced yeah. many years before, but it's all, but she was always a good person. You know, right. throughout her lifetime. Right. Right. And he was trying to hurry her along because he needed somebody to uh hey and she had always been like a very um how can i say forgiving kind of person with him even though they had divorced right so he kind of like wanted her to like uh hey be his advocate for lack of a better word right absolutely yeah uh and he had been hanging he had not gone on because he was afraid of you know when you think back of all the you know i'm going did, to the hot yeah. place or whatever um yeah. because he you, you those things you can't, you know, wherever you go, there you are. You know, you can't escape the truth of what you've done. Right. And um, and when I told her about this, she goes, God, that's, you know, what you're describing. That sounds exactly like what something my dad would do. <laughs> she goes, that's exactly like something that he would do. Yeah. And to, and there's, believe me, there's a lot of people like that. And, you know, and the funny mm -hmm. thing you bring that up, because when I was talking to the client and I said, and I'm and my psychic is insistent. It's her family members. Right. And mm -hmm. she says, no, my family is all screwed up. Nobody likes anybody. Everybody hates everybody. You know, why would they be here? And maybe they're there for that reason alone, because grandma was such a sweet person yeah. that they want to use grandma's good energy to get in, to the other side. You know, that right. never crossed my mind. But, yeah. you know, that's definitely a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, we put her at the front of the line. You know, she's going to get everybody else in. 
Yeah, you know what? And and I'm going to run that by my psychic when I talk to her about that because, you know, the woman, the, the client insists that it's the family who built the house. My my psychic insists it's her family members that are there um, and that the other family has already moved on, you know. But she says that when her family came there, mm-hmm. um, they were the ones to move the other family on. Like when the other people owned the house and nobody used that room, right. the, the original family, the owners of the house were still there. But her family's energy, when they came, they kind of pushed them out and moved them on. And now they've kind of taken okay. over. We've taken yeah. over. Yeah. And maybe they're, maybe they're doing exactly what you said, pushing grandma along to ride her coattail to the, to the light. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe. it's like, yeah, they're it's like a great theory. And you know what? I love it. And I'm going to run that by my uh, Let me tell you something. And and a lot of times, you know, um, and this has nothing to do with the age of the home. Uh, but I tell everybody, you know, a lot of times people, they, you know, I tell them, you know, you should cleanse the home, even if it's freshly painted or whatever, even if it's modern or there's no dark history to the house. I said, because something of like what you described, I said, nowadays people use certain rooms as sick rooms. If you had somebody that was in hospice or just sick for length of time, you know, and they, this was the room that they used. They spent all their energy and at the end, that energy is there. It's like in the fabric, it's imprinted in the fabric of that room. And that's why when you get certain people that will start using it as a bedroom, they start getting all these weird symptoms. Yep. And they're like, they don't get it. Um, or if you're old, you know, some people chalk it up to, oh, they're old. But sometimes basically, I'm not saying that this is not what's occurring here. Sometimes it's not a, per se an intelligent haunting. What it is is that person basically is picking up the symptoms of whoever the best. lived, you know, lived. Because let's yeah. face it, if you're if you're sick, you spend a great deal of time in that room, in your bedroom, in that bed, yeah. you know, if you had some type of terminal disease that, you know, or, or wasting illness, you know what they used to call that. And uh, I also tell people, it, or if it was an older home, once upon a time, there wasn't like now that they have this warehousing of older people or, or sick people, basically people would die at home. Yeah. I mean, everybody, they, everybody took care of their own family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. People and would it, take care of their families. And they, and they and, had the wakes and right in the living room. Yeah. You know? I said people yeah. gave birth at home and people would die at home and they would have the wakes. And if, even if people were sick for sometimes for years, they, there was not, you know, how we think of people um, in a being in hospitals yeah, or yeah. nursing homes. Yeah. Back then, um, nine times out of, of ten, the, the, and, you know, of course, I, I tell people, you know, there was once upon a time when doctors would actually do house visits. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, your doctor would basically come to your house to look in on his patient. And uh, and this wasn't uncommon. And I'm going to say everybody that died at their house was basically stayed behind. But a lot of times their symptoms or whatever is, was going a, on is there. Uh, a residue. A residue. It's a residue. Yeah, Especially if they res- spent a few years um, in, bed. in bed or just ill. Or I mean, yeah. I said, you know, back then people, you know, had consumption, which is tuberculosis. Yes. People could linger for years, years. before they actually died. Yeah. Uh, same thing with a lot of, you know, what they call cancers and all this yep. stuff. Sure. Uh, people don't realize that. Uh, that's why I tell everybody, whenever you move someplace, you need to cleanse it. And um, <sighs> and it's really funny because a lot of people that uh, when we're 
talking about like the the negative aspects of a cleanse. You know, when you're trying to cleanse something negative, and they'll you know they'll do the salt or the saging or whatever. And I've heard of people saying, well, you know what, this certain person or these family members or certain even friends, they stopped coming to my house, and I said, chances are they've got some type of attachment. And by you basically putting down barriers, guess what you're doing? They can't, they they don't want to or feel uncomfortable or whatever's writing with them is talking, you know, basically deflecting them because of what you've done. Because a lot of people say, you know what? After I did that cleansing or the saging or the whatever, so-and-so or some people, they, man, they don't come or they come and they're, they leave. You know, I've had yeah, family they members they comfortable there, right, yeah. that will be there. And half an hour later, all of a sudden, they, they were supposed to spend the day or the afternoon or whatever, and they're gone. Yeah. I said, well, have you realized that sometimes when you do that, basically, if something's piggyback on them, you know, guess what? Yeah, they could have an attachment. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it may not show itself. Of course you not. Know, it may only show itself to him. When he's asleep, you know, in the subconscious, yes. you know, and especially if it's been around them for a long time and they're kind of used to it, you know, yeah, and, he's used to the energy, the feeling of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of those people that do that Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing where, hey, this is a great person. But every once in a while they become like, like, oh, you know, yeah, you know they yeah, become like no. a different personality. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Absolutely. I, I'm, I mean, I, I always, I always sage my house. You know what I yeah. mean? I got, I got, I got all kinds of barriers. I tell up, everybody you know when I, I mean? when I was doing more active investigations since the nineties, I was, uh, I was saging. I would, I would sage my car. I would open the trunk because I, I had experiences of, you know, weird stuff. And, it, and I remember some of the newer investigators were looking at me and go, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to make sure I get no hitchhikers. You know, I it's said. funny. It's funny you bring that up because I was outside the uh, one of our investigations again, one of these power unity kind of group things, mm -hmm. and we were all outside in the park a lot. And I was saging, you know, and uh, and I open up all my equipment and I sage my equipment before because right. I'm using the equipment to kind of make contact, right? Right. And, and I saved my car and they're like, what the hell are you doing? You didn't even start yet. Yeah. I said, listen, I'm, <laughs> yeah. everything I'm doing now before I go in. I'm going to do again before I leave this place. I said, yes, nothing is coming home with me. Absolutely nothing. The last thing I want to see, we were speaking of the Warrens before, right? Uh -huh. When I was younger, my brother was a power, uh, parapsychologist, right? He was okay. good friends, good friends with Ed. And, uh, he took me to one of their symposiums and, uh, and they, they were talking about all the stuff that they did in all the investigations and they, and they were talking about one time that they were they were coming home from an investigation and Ed looked in the mirror and there was somebody in the back seat with him. You know, there you and, go. and I had a drive home that night, which was like, you know, an hour away from my brother. <laughs> that was a long ride, huh? <laughs> rural, rural Connecticut to rural New York. And let me tell you something. The whole ride home, I refuse <laughs> to look in that rearview mirror. I, I was like, man, what am I going to Absolutely not look in that rear. I looked out the side mirrors, but I didn't look at that one in the middle. No. Because the last thing I wanted to see was somebody in the back seat, man. It's like, uh, man, what do I do? It's like, pull over and then what? Yeah. But you know what? You mentioned something, Al, and, and I think it was really smart of you when you said, hey, you know what? With these cases that you're like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, 
I, I'm going to steer clear of this. And I, and, and I tell everybody, when I was doing investigations, one of my first tip-offs that there was something actual, actually intelligent there was one of two things. And anybody who's done investigations for a while will tell you, you will get signs. In other words, whatever is there will know that you will be coming. Yes. Absolutely. And you will get a visit. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. And they will be checking you out. As a matter of fact, I tell people, I said, number one of two things. Either one, I knew when I was going to get a new case. But let's tell everybody, I used to have in uh, my house where my son is living at, I used to have one of those detached garages, which I converted into my office. Okay. And the window was one of those, um, what do you call it? Frosted those frosted windows. glasses. Okay. Frosted. And it, you, it would look at this little walkway I had between that wall and my backyard. And I would put like my trash cans and stuff there. It was like a little sure. narrow walkway. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure enough, whenever I see with some shadow dart back and forth, I said one of two things. One, I'm about to get a case. Sure enough, I would, like within the most a week. Or two, if I had taken the case, that was my first tip off, that whatever was there was intelligent. Yeah. That was my first. I was like, man, I, I don't even have to go there to know that what's there is not residual or not nothing at all. It's intelligent because they come check you out. And, and if it's dark, okay, you know, manipulate, they will try to detour you from going. All right. One of two ways, nightmares uh, or scaring you all right. or stuff like that. In other words, uh, it, what you were describing, if you're not ready for that yet, that's a great idea. Because if there is something in those cases that is uh, malevolent, I'm going to use a real dramatic word, mm -hmm. um, and they think that you're going to interfere or help that client, uh, they they they're aware of it. If you yeah no, you know, no yeah, distance well. has nothing there that that's that doesn't that doesn't figure into the no. into the scope of things. They no. they come they 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 will come to you to basically. Uh, either check you out or detour you. And you're thinking, well, how does that work? You know, if this person is in another state, it doesn't work like that in the spiritual world, in the metaphysical plane. Um, they, uh, they, it's almost like, you know, when, 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 you know, when troops reconnoiter to see what's going, coming their way, mm -hmm. they, if you get an intelligent haunting like that, yes, they, they do do that. And, you know, and, and it's funny, it's funny you say that because, you know, um, I know how sensitive Mike, the client that I'm working with, is, and I guess I told you she's um, she's chicken shit of everything, you know, and <laughs> um, and I just know that because she's afraid of her own shadow, and like I said, the laundry list of stuff that Miss Ada gave me to do, I could already feel that these, whatever there, 
is mm-hmm. going to get get in her head and say, "How do they expect you to do all of this?" Oh yeah, and then you know what's going to happen. Yes. She's not going to do all. Maybe she does one or two things, easy stuff, you know, but she doesn't do everything that she's supposed to do. And then she has to live with this stuff for, you know, ever. Do you, you know, know how many times I went to investigations? And, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you would schedule them a week or two weeks ahead, you know, to coordinate it. And one of two things, either people would call at the last minute and call it off. That was a very common. Very common, absolutely. Or two, or people say, you know what? It's really funny, but everything's quieted down. Yeah, everything's everything's good now. Yeah, everything is good. No, I can't figure that out. And it's like, yeah, of course, because they're hoping that you're gonna that like the 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 threat level is gonna go down, and you're just gonna let it forget it. Okay. Yeah. And then it'll just come back gradually and you won't even notice yes. it. It'll just it'll yes. be it'll blend into the scenery. Yes. Yes. But yeah. no, I had the thing about the people people would contact uh, you know, because I worked with a foundation that covered all of Florida and you know, they would trickle down and you know, if you could, you know, either it was in my area or Marlene we need and they you they would send me sometimes copies of emails or I would speak to the person and when they called they were like oh my god I need you here like yesterday help 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 you know this is happening and we don't know and then all of a sudden finally everybody scrambles trying to get a team together to go out there and then at the last minute nah, they, no we don't want you here so like, wait a minute you were like basically pulling your hair out because everything you get there fast enough yeah right what yeah. happened and it's exactly what you described right now, uh, where it's that you think, man, how does that, how does, how can that work? Where they basically psych you out to, ah, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. You're you're overreacting. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I know the client. I've dealt with her before. She's mm-hmm. a sweetheart, and she is chicken shit at everything. But like I said, but she's also very like every little thing stresses her out and i could just imagine yeah when she sees that list from this she's gonna Ada, get overwhelmed yeah she's gonna get overwhelmed and then she's mm-hmm. gonna hear voices in her head and say come on you're really you're not gonna do all of this shit you know yeah can they can't expect you to do all of this and she's right. gonna say right i'm gonna do a b c and d because that's easy but mm-hmm. f through z i'm not gonna do it because it's too complicated and yeah. they're gonna say that's it you're right that's all you should do mm-hmm. yeah and then and that'll be the end of it and or she'll do a couple of things and then it'll slow down and she's like okay i don't need down. to do the rest of that you know it's good it we're whatever i don't need to go through the whole laundry list of things and yeah that works and people don't yeah. realize that they're being manipulated and i always tell people you once you start these cleansing things, you have to be diligent. Yes, yes, you yes. You have yes. to do it. Whether I said because the woman I was talking with originally from North Carolina, the client from, she said, "Well, you know, it's a big house. I'm all by myself, just me and my grandmother. Um, I, I guess I could get to, around to it once a week." And I was like, "Well, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Once a week is not going to do anything for no. you because, it, yes, you may, you may eventually." Get, I said, you may get it, you may get it out or you, or it may go hide somewhere mm-hmm. until the cleansing d- uh, evaporates. And then by the time you get around to doing it again, it's already back to full strength and it's back in. Yeah. I said, so I said, you're at a stalemate. You're just pushing against each other. Yeah. I said, you need to be diligent, either do it every day or every mm-hmm. other day, but you got to yeah. stay on top because the more you do it, 
the weaker it becomes until eventually it doesn't have the strength to fight you and it just leaves. It doesn't want to be there anymore. No, because it doesn't have the strength to to, to, to fight. So I said, so I said, but if you do it once a week and you weaken it and then it goes hides for a week. And by the time you get around to do it again, it's back to full strength. You're always here. You're always here. And it's, I said, it's defeating the purpose. You have to be diligent. I think, you know, I can't stress it enough. People are just not diligent enough. You know, no. it's like, it's like you said, once everything comes down, everybody says, okay, we're good now. And they stop, which but is you know the what worst happens possible also? thing you could do. That a lot of people sometimes see these shows out and, you know, where shows that the psychic or whoever comes in, whoever they got comes in and does the thing and and the sunshine comes in through the window it's over and it's like that's a show <laughs> by the way yeah, entertainment oh speaking of shows <laughs> i did two i did two um two movies last summer really which ones i did uh i did a two-hour documentary um for a private a private um a private filmmaker okay. um it's, it's called um Star Children of Pine Bush, and it's all about um, experiencers or abductees who live okay. in the Hudson Valley area. Okay. And then I did another one for the Travel Channel okay. with a couple of big stars, and me and my partner, they asked us to come on, and all I can say is we brought it. <laughs> the big stars that were there, and these are big stars in, in the paranormal world, they were giddy like schoolgirls. When is did they ha- have they aired it yet? They have. I've spoken to the to the pro- um, the producer and right the producer and they said it's in editing, but they're yeah. not sure if they're going to show it because they both have to do with UFOs and a big right. disclosure is coming up next week, right? Yeah. So they don't know if they're going to try to get it out before the disclosure. Or if they're going to wait till the fall because it was filmed in the fall and they right, want so it, it, they yeah. it just matched like it's like it's real time, you know right. what I mean? Yes. So they're not really sure. But the other one is going to actually be premiered at the Pine Bush UFO Festival this year. They're doing okay. a two day festival and um, they're going to premiere it there. You know, so um, yeah, no, because this is the thing. All these shows, everything was canceled last year. That all these events, all the yeah, done. all the symposiums. I mean, we usually do Pine Bush in New York. We do the New Jersey Power Power Unity thing, and we do the Connecticut um, Haunted Connecticut. You know, the tri-state area up here. We usually get invited to, and everything got you know, of course, got canceled last year, so we didn't do anything. But um, so far, we've only been uh, we've only got one. Uh, one call back to Pine Bush. Um, I don't know what's going on with Jersey or Connecticut. I have to okay. you know, reach out to people, but um, I'm sure when it comes around Halloween, we'll start yeah. getting more phone calls. You know, sure. there's a couple of um, local libraries that mm-hmm. want us to come up and do presentations around Halloween as well that yes. we're booked for. So you know, but I, you know, I haven't really discussed the movies uh yeah with with anybody yet you know so that's fantastic yeah yeah so what are you a liberty to say which show on the travel channel it is or no um i don't even know if they have a title for it yet is this going to be then a new show or new well it was it was filmed as a two-hour documentary oh okay okay i understand now it's not like a weekly show but but when i spoke to the producer last week the Travel Channel was so excited with the evidence that was captured that okay. they're 
leaning towards making it a regular oh, pro okay. a weekly program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. they may, it looks like it's going to get picked up as a, a weekly show. Yeah. And uh, I told them, I said, listen, you know, we have these ancient stone chambers up here that, you know, no one mm -hmm. knows who built and, you know, we could, I could, you know, we could sh bring you to those and show you what we did there and the evidence we captured there. And I mean, I mean, these people were so blown away by the stuff that was. So that uh, now that we're, let, let, let's do the, let's jump from ghosts to UFOs. What, okay. Do, do you think that they're really going to give us a valid disclosure? Or Absolutely is it just, not. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I hope you don't think they are because I no, don't think they are. <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, the stuff, the stuff that they're going to show yeah. is probably going to be 10, 15 years old video. I mean, it's all going to be legitimate. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. But yeah, at yeah. the end, when you start dissecting it, it's going to be like, that's nothing. It's, that's like, you know, it's just like the stuff they've been showing now on the news. Now it's on mainstream news. Yeah. You know, uh, Navy jets track UFO and they show you that yeah. three minute video, whatever it is. That's all you're going to get. You're going to get stuff like that. I saw, I saw that video one time. At a, this was when I was in Miami. We I belonged to a group of UFO, you know, whatever. MUFON came and did a presentation. They showed that video. This was years ago. Years ago, yeah. You know, was that you know where he shows oh, yeah, a little that thing? Video, and... That video was like five years old. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like okay, this has been around for a while. Like, why are they you know acting like whoa? It's like I saw this years ago where uh, basically the, the the these pilots are seeing this thing maneuver in ways that they're like, oh, what is that? And supposedly, of course, it's always uh, been that this has been seen for years and years and years by different types of pilots, but it was like. Everybody, uh, it was, you didn't yeah, talk they, about it. They had, a, they had a gag order on them. Yeah, they weren't yeah. allowed to talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, I got a family member who was a high-ranking Marine in mm -hmm. uh, South Carolina. Okay. And uh, he does a lot of stuff. He goes back and forth from Ca South Carolina to Florida. I forgot the name of the base in Florida. They have a, they have a base in Florida as well. And okay. they do a lot of... Um, helicopter convoys you know okay. and he, he told me he says those aren't we see these orange orbs all the time out yes. over the ocean he said and you know what when the pilot helicopter pilots see them and they say what do we want to do and you know he says and if i'm in command i just tell them to keep flying to our destination yeah, and leave going. them alone as long as they don't bother us, we're not going to mm -hmm. bother them. And he says, every every officer who does that route back and forth, right. and every pilot that's flying these helicopter convoys, he says, everybody has seen them millions of times. Everybody knows they're UFOs, and um, they've yeah. never had any hostile confrontations with them. You know, right. and. Uh, the military has uh, a no hostile um, policy. To, to, you know, they, they, they tell the, the pilots and the commanding officers, no hostility towards these crafts. Just leave them alone. Just go to your objective and come back. And, and he said, they've been there for years, years. Al, why do you think that now all of a sudden they want to be so, they, they, before, if you talked about UFOs, UFOs was like on, uh, you know, on shows where like, yeah, you know, they, they talk about all that weird stuff. And all of a sudden it's gone mainstream. 
like almost I want to say almost like right away. Why do you think that is? I think honestly, I know people are going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm really not. Okay. I have no time, no time for conspiracies or mm -hmm. theories. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, I don't argue conspiracy theory because no one ever wins those arguments. So mm -hmm. you, you, you can't win them. But I think it's got something to do with a false flag alien attack. That the there government, you go. Okay. That the, it's going to be like, um, uh, yes. Which, uh, what do they call that? What do they call that imaging when they like what, in Star Wars when they had the little guy come out? I forgot what it's called. Uh, like a, you know, I know what you're talking uh, you about. You know what I'm talking about? That like like a, like a video or whatever. Right. I think a hologram it's kind of thing. Hologram, a holographic attack from aliens, and the government is going to come in and save everybody and red say, see how much we love you. And how much you need us. That's Let me tell you I something. Think. That'll put that, that right there. I can see a lot of people going, oh, my God, you know. Because <laughs> it's all about keeping it's all yeah. about keeping the population in fear. Yes. Right. And, and unfortunately, afraid, yeah, it is that way. And everybody looks for the, to Big Brother to protect us. Big Brother can do whatever they want. And people well, look the other way. you know way. what? I think that there's been a big, big, that's understating, the big part, loss of confidence in the, that, that, the authorities, whatever you want to call them. And it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, we need something really like that shock and awe kind of thing to bring everybody back in line. And that'll do it. Yeah, that'll, that'll do, it. do it. That that will that will make people submit to their fears because, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people, you know, here that are very, you know, um, afraid of, you know, any of alien life. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me. Right. It's like, what, what, now what? You know, like... You can look up in the skies and, and mm -hmm. see all those stars and all those galaxies and, mm -hmm. and universes and think that we're the only intelligent life right. out there. And then be afraid if you come into contact with another intelligence. Why? If these people are so much more advanced than us, these entities yes. are these aliens and they have much, they have, they have, um, ships that can go through time warps and portals and you know faster right. than than the speed of light they could do all this stuff don't you think if they wanted to annihilate us we would be annihilated already a long time ago a yes, long time ago yes i don't think they're here to now don't ask my partner this because he says they're all here to kill us you know what i mean you know I what mean, part of me okay I guess I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that sits on the fence. You know, I, you know, there's people that want all of the ETs to be like ET, you know, as in, yeah, you know, right. the very, uh, yeah, no, I don't believe that. You know, the, you the, know the, the, mean? the, the phone home and, you know, they're botanists, you know, picking flowers in the fields, <laughs> you know, like, ET. Yeah. Yeah. um, you know, whatever. And you're going to feed them. What was it? Skittles or whatever. No, yeah. that's Skittles of uh, whatever. Yeah, it's not like you know, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or, you know, or like, you know, you remember that old show from uh, the Twilight Zone that they, the cookbook, you know, <laughs> you know, like, that, yeah, the oh serve mankind. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, You know, it's almost, but at the same time, um, you, you, you don't want to go on one way or the other because I think the thing is that we really, really don't know. Well, we, I think, I think, you know, I don't know how many different races there are, obviously. Right. But I, I think they all have their own agenda. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. some are some are good and some aren't so good and some are fucking rotten. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And, and, and I think, you know, you have to take the, everything with a grain of salt. But I, I think however bad the bad ones are, they must not 
be able to just do as they please because otherwise they would have all, they'd taken over the galaxy, right. right? The universe. But so, um, uh, but like my partner always says, if you want to, if you want to know about disclosure, uh, go watch um, Close Counters of the Third Kind. He mm-hmm. said, he said when Heimlich comes into the movie, he goes, that's your disclosure. He goes, that's all the disclosure you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with him absolutely. I think there was more disclosure in that than whatever these people. Yeah, are it was, showing. but people saw it just strictly as a great uh, sci-fi entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, strictly it was wow. It was like, but that's entertainment, and yeah, it was it. Yeah, very. very now we're looking back at it and thinking, uh, yeah, but yeah, it no, was a it's, lot of it's truth. <laughs> well, and and then sometimes I think you know what, whatever or wh- however many they are, if they really wanted to communicate really really with us. They they wouldn't have to need. To go through the government if you know it's like okay you know what you guys are taking too long <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna communicate with the uh the rest of you guys you know get the government out of the way you know everybody thinks that the government has this uh you know how can i say they're, they're the ones that are calling the shots with right. the extraterrestrials if they really truly wanted to communicate with us with which I'm thinking, not really. They could say, hey, you know what? You guys are basically, you're using this as a power play, and that's not what we want. I'm talking from the perspective of they were here to really help us. Right. You know, they'd be like, okay, just, you know, be quiet. Sit over there. We're going to talk to the people or whatever, you know. Uh, hey, like we're said, here they, from uh, wherever. and uh, they, they, they may be uh, assisting us as far as technology goes and helping us in that way to advance our technology. Sure. But we don't know what their agenda is. What what's their end of the deal? What 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 are they getting out of it? You know what I mean? Well, and I don't think the government is ever going to like say, "Hey, listen, just just we want to let you guys know." In the Mesa in New Mexico, there's a base under the Mesa. Now yeah. that, we're gonna take everybody for a virtual tour there. So go on. <laughs> no, that's that's that disclosure is never going to happen. Absolutely. Okay, but, not. but yeah. this is this is listen. This is. Marlene's theory of worst case scenario, as much as you think people would get scared as they ever basically disclosed and said, yes, there's extraterrestrials. You know, like you said, we've been conditioned like, you know, let's let's not even talk about the flying saucer, but like, what was it? Uh, The Close Encounters movie came out in what, in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s? Late late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So but by that time, because before uh, extraterrestrials were kind of like, you had to be aware of them, all right. Then forward, it was like I said, ET, close encounters. So we were the, t- we were getting conditioned to that idea of like, hey, it's nothing to fear. And then of course the X Files came along, and you know that whole thing where the government has, you know, the governments and the extraterrestrials are like this. Yes. But what if that's not the case, Al? What if they were forced to admit that there was very little that they really know about them? You want to see people wigged out? Hey. Where are they from? We don't know. You don't. Okay. I mean, you you mean you guys not like not really. Uh, well, how are they? Are they hostile? We really don't know. In other words, if at the end of the day, governments or authorities, whatever you want to call them, really didn't know as much as we give them credit for, right. I think that would wig people out more. You know, everybody's thinking, oh, because you back engineered all this stuff, right? No, not really. We're just, we're, we just we're smart. It. We figured stuff out, maybe a little bit, but no, we, we kind of like felt that we might get in trouble if we back engineered technology that we might have exploded. I don't know, you know. 
Hey, I got I, speaking of I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's speaking, okay. Because it just popped in my head. Speaking of um governments and stuff like that, the woman who was in charge of shooting the documentary for Pine Bush, right? Mm -hmm. Um she listen to this story. This is gonna blow your mind. And I believe her 100%. My partner believes her 100%. My brother believes her 100%. Okay? That's, okay. that's how sincere she is. She... For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Said to me, she said, you know, she's a retired nurse. Her mother's a retired nurse. Her aunt is a retired nurse. Her grandmother was a retired nurse. Okay. So when her grandmother passed away, her mother got all her grandmother's photo albums. Now, no one ever discussed, you know, when grandma was in the military, you know, doing her nursing thing, you know, where she was located or what she did, you know, what she's seen, nothing was ever spoke of. Um, so when her mother died, this is a great story. When her mother died, she's going through all her mother's photo albums, looking at, you know, back and remember when she was a kid and this, that, and the other thing. Now she comes across older photo albums and she okay. starts seeing images of when her mother was a child and her grandmother was young she comes across a photograph of her grandmother who was the head nurse at an army base in new mexico okay oh surrounded with doctors and military officers with an alien autopsy in front of her oh so she finds this picture and she calls her aunt up immediately and she says what is this legitimate is this real did grandma work in new mexico and is this a real photograph and she said yes but we're not allowed to discuss that because your grandmother filed uh was was forced to file a disc uh uh, what do you call it? This uh, an information. Um, right, right. In other words, uh, yeah, she, she she couldn't talk about it. Right, they they made her file uh, sign one of those forms. Right, mm -hmm. non disclosure agreements. Non -disclo which, right. which by the way, they were back then. They knew that it wasn't even that. Do you think you, she would have risked getting like? <laughs> you no, know? but and and her aunt told her that you know not only did they make grandma sign that disclosure agreement, but they threatened to bury her in the desert if she. I if believe she spoke. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she's got this picture. So she's like, she's like, well, you know, all my life I've never seen this picture. No one in the house has ever talked about it. But you know, it's three generations of nurses. So she looks on the back of the picture, and of course, back then, everything was made by Kodak, the paper, yes. the film, everything. Mm -hmm. Kodak, as an ex photographer, I know this for a fact. Because as soon as she told me this, I said, well, you have to go on that paper. There's going to be a batch number on that paper. And you okay. have to call Rochester, New York, where Kodak is located, and ask them to to uh, find out a when what, what year that paper was made, and b where it was sent to. She goes, "I'm already ahead of you. I already did that." And she got pulled out a letter from somebody from from uh, Kodak from, uh, from Rochester, New York, saying, "Yes, this 
this batch was made in 1942 and Holy it was crap. it was sent to area 51 <laughs> so talk that, about so I'm getting that, chills here like that, just the paper that they used for to print the photo on validates everything she said so she's okay so in other words it's like yeah grandma was really there in case she grandma was really and the alien in front of grandma and if, and the great thing about it is all these doctors and all these officers are all standing behind the you know the autopsy table no one's wearing masks everybody's smiling <laughs> okay yeah, it's like, of course, it's, it's like, a, yeah. They, they got this alien body opened up with all this stuff going on. But I mean, but the alien that they're in, that they're actually uh, dissecting, right, autopsying, mm -hmm. is like, it's not a little three-foot alien. It's like a five, six-foot alien. It's a big alien. Okay. But I mean, like, you know. In other words, it's not every, like those grays that they say, oh, they're small or Well, you know, everything you hear about, um, what you would call it, Roswell, that's where mm -hmm. she was located. She was based out of Roswell, New Mexico. Everything you hear about Roswell, the the coffins were only three feet long, you know? Right, right. Well, I've heard that, yeah. Where did this one come from? Because this guy was easily five feet tall, long, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when she told me that story, she showed me that picture. And then she showed me the documentation from, you know, Kodak itself, like the, whoever, you know, checked that, the, that batch lab, you know, and lab, whatever. It just blew my mind. I, and I told my brother this. My brother's like, I, I can't believe it. I said, Frank, she'll send you a copy of the paper with the batch number on it for yourself. And you could re reach out to Ro uh, Rochester and Kodak and see what I they mean, said. I hope she put that away somewhere where it's safe. Well, yeah, she, I mean, she has, I think she does have it in a safe in a, somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, just blew me away, you know, just, I mean, it validated everything this woman said. And that, that letter from, from Kodak is, is just, you know, I, mean, proof of the pudding. I, I believe that for all these people that have come out and uh, whether they're military or ex-medical or whoever that have come out towards the end, you know, and just said, yeah, look, I saw this. Uh, I participate. I said, there's three or four of them that never did because they're like, they didn't want to risk their careers or their families or their lives. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to keep quiet about and this. And you know what? A lot, a lot, especially the military people, even on their deathbeds, they don't confess because they don't mm -hmm. want to, they don't want to um, humiliate their family, their, their, their legacy and their family that they're leaving behind. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to tarnish their record or, or anything like that. So they just take it to the grave. And then there's a lot of them that do on their deathbed said, hey, listen, when we landed on the goddamn moon, there was there was ships on the moon and it was aliens watching us. Well, you know think what about I mean? it also, Al. Let's, let's, say, let's say that same scenario you said. Here's this person who saw, kept it to themselves, may, might not even have told their own family. Maybe they did. But what are they thinking? You know what? If I spill the beans now, what – Aren't whoever the powers are, depending maybe on their level of knowledge, they're going to be looking at my family thinking, what did I tell them? In other words, I'll be gone, but and family, maybe I'm leaving them in the, the hot seat. Of, yes, absolutely, right. yeah. Spouses, yeah. family, yeah. children. How much did you tell them all these years? Yeah. yeah, maybe you're dying and dead and gone or whatever, but how much did you disclose to all these people? Yeah. Yeah, you put your it, you put your family in, in, in harm's way. You really do. In harm's way, depending yeah, on do. what what it is that you actually had knowledge of. Yeah. You know, maybe with details that like you said, like exactly like what this thing with the Rochester, the 
the Kodak paper, basically that you have some type of proof or evidence or knowledge that they can't discount it like, oh, the person's crazy, it's conspiracy, they made it up. No, they got, they know some piece of knowledge that it's like uh, this person's saying the truth. So yeah, I think a lot of people, they're not going to put their family in harm's way or leave yeah. that behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, when, when she showed me that picture and she showed me that paper, I knew immediately being an ex photographer that, that was, Hey, listen, this is an easy trace, you know, and because I, mean, I, 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 all I ever used was Kodak paper and no matter what kind of paper you buy, whether it's gold, silver plated or just regular paper, they're all, they all have batch numbers and they're all dated. Let me tell you something. If you think grandma didn't talk just because of a disclosure agreement, no. I bet you she was pro protecting her kids and oh, her family. Oh, sure she was. Yeah. Absolutely. She was like, nah, you know what? Yeah, okay. You all, you're, I know it and whatever, but I'm not going to risk something no. happening to me, yeah, my and, kids. I like her. Like her, her aunt told her, said, yeah, they, not only did they make grandma sign a, a non disclosure uh, paperwork, but they told her, if you ever talk, we're going to yeah. bury you in the desert. Yeah. No one's going to find you out there. And that's, oh, you the know, hey, a tragic you, accident. You know, you, you have an accident. Just disappear off the face of the earth, and that's the end of you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the, when, when people who have that kind of power say stuff like that yeah. to you, you got to take you got to take them at their word because they have the power to do that, and no one's going right. to question them, you know? Yeah, are you, are you really going to call their bluff? <laughs> no, absolutely words. not. Absolutely. You're not about to find out the hard way. No, absolutely really that. not. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, I just had to tell you that story because I never I think that, that is a great story. I never you know told what? that to anybody yet. There's got to be a lot of anything. other people that are in similar scenarios that maybe have some piece of whatever, whatever it is. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I should disclose, but maybe not. Because that's that 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 could go sometimes wrong, and you know, if it's not part of the how can I call what, what, what would you call it if it's not part of what they want to publicize or disclose of their agenda, yeah, you know, you might find yourself on the wrong end of that whole scenario. So sometimes I, th I don't blame some people for saying, you know what, I'm just gonna keep quiet. I'm just yeah, gonna so it's, look, the, the smart ones keep quiet, yeah. The, the 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 dumb ones end up dead, committing suicide, something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, 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 incredible. Yeah, the uh, the the amount of yeah, and awesome. then it's like yeah, and of course nobody yeah. investigates too hard. No, know? absolutely not. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's Cor it. The coroner signs off on whatever you want them to sign off on, and that's the end of that. Then they put the body in in the in furnace and they and they burn it up and then there's no. Let me tell you something, and, and and this is on the on the on the on the on the closing of the show. I mean, if anybody has any doubts, look at what happened to Epstein. Hello. Yeah. If yeah. When people think as far as how what what uh, can be passed off, you know, as far as uh, suicide, you know, nobody watching, cameras off. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that there's sometimes very powerful people are behind the scenes. And it's like, you know, that saying, dead men tell no tales. Absolutely. That's the True. truth. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the truth. The I works. mean, you know, like I said, when you're dealing with the government and mm -hmm. their control, not only are they control, they have all the power, but they're controlling the media as well. So, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. you're not even going to hear about the stories. Like before no. when we were discussing about the Asians in the city, you never even hear, you never hear. Oh, of course of that not. That, 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 no. I've never, I've never heard of that.
Yeah. And you and I and and I get my news from a lot of different sources because I want to see like okay, I want to get the real. I mean, yes. I just don't. No, and I don't I'd never heard anything like I that. I don't watch. I don't watch regular uh, no, news no, anymore. It's no, a, it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's, it's all propaganda. Absolutely. Yes. So every yeah, everybody's like yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are catching on. You know, except there's always a few out there that are like, huh. But anyway, Al, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to talk. <laughs> You've got to come great. back. Absolutely. And, um, whenever, whenever. If you, want you find out about when they're going to release any of these, uh, either the documentary or the other one for the Travel Channel. Okay. If you could either send me an email, anything. Okay. So that um, I'll let you know. And uh, just for my um, for the podcast listeners, is there a website that anybody can go to just to follow uh, up with you? Yeah, I mean, you could go to the Bronxville Paranormal um, uh, Society. Mm -hmm. We have dot uh, uh, com, and we're all over social media: Facebook, Twitter, everything. Okay. I mean, anybody wants to get a hold of me for anything, you you can find me most of the time on Facebook. I don't have the patience to to go through all the different media uh, <laughs> yeah. sites. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Facebook guy. That's where I do most of my stuff. All my posting. Um, okay. But um, we do have a website. We also have a. a if you go on the website, you'll see we have a. We have two hotline numbers, one for the UFO project, the New York State UFO project, and one mm -hmm. for, because I'm also the director of the New York State UFO project, the director of the North American Sasquatch organization, and right. director of the North American Dog Grant project, New York State chapter. But the UFO project and the BPS page, the Bronxville Park, we, we mm -hmm. have two, hot, two hotlines set up for that. Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay. Again, thank you so much. It has been great to talk to you. Uh, it has been absolutely been a wonderful. Long time, and I'm I'm glad we got to to talk tonight. Good night. Good night. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hi. Let me tell you, I'm gonna make this ending real short because I spent so much time before we started rolling talking to Al that it's dark outside of my chickens. That I because you know I I go out there and I put some of these uh, you know there's always some in the group that hang out where they shouldn't hang out and that's how I lost a few of them to these big owls that I have out here where I'm living so I gotta like put them in the coop because they just hang out like hey I'm gonna roost here and then I find them decapitated the next day this is that's how the roost um, the owls out here do away with the chickens but anyway I think I love speaking to owl. I love it. Al Santeria, I mean, his he's he knows his stuff. He's been doing a lot of the into the investigations, different aspects of the paranormal. Like he said, Bigfoot, the UFO, uh, ghosts, the dogman, all of that for a long time. And um, <clears throat> he's got fantastic stories. And I think that, you know, a lot of the things that uh, people are reading about now or hearing about now, Whereas before, a lot of the stuff was like really far-fetched. Even the stuff with the UFO, you know. Yeah, people believed in it. And, and there were people out there who would say, yeah, you know, I, I could believe that there's life out there in the universe. Yeah, of course. But the thing as far as UFOs or extraterrestrials, because at the end of the day, UFOs is an unidentified flying object, but an actual extraterrestrial, it was like, yeah, okay, uh, sure, all right. But it would the, the possibility, actual truth, Oh, that's a better word for it. Truth, that there is something like that. I don't know, that disclosure, 
and I've talked about it before, I don't know how much um, how much people would be able to handle it. And sometimes, like I said, I think some people, it's like, let us have it, you know, and they'll wig out a little bit and then come back down to earth. And there's some people that will totally like lose it because to them, that's always been something that's very, very, very far-fetched. Um, even though we've been getting it, you know, from Hollywood for years now, um, I, I still think, I, I don't know. I still think that even, even if, and when they do give an official disclosure, I think it's going to be very, what's the word I'm looking for? very lacking in substance. In other words, this will have very little to do with the actual truth. In other words, it will be a little bit of truth, which probably people will realize, man, I've, I've heard of that for years already. Um, mixed in with this and that. Like I said, even that movie that they show of that, um, that's coming out, you know, people are seeing it now. And like even the mainstream news outlets are showing the little, that little object or spaceship or whatever it is, object that's moving erratically in ways that nobody thinks that we don't have anything that moves that way. Uh, I, I saw that years ago. Uh, like, yeah, like you said, three, four, five years ago when I went to a meeting that MUFON did uh, a presentation. And I remember seeing that and I was like, and when I saw it now, I was like, hey, but I saw that. I saw that video a while back. And um, so I, I, I guess I just, I don't really believe that if when they if and when they disclose they're really going to give anything significant that's going to fill in the blanks for so many years of people witnessing ufos people that have had abduction scenarios uh people that have uh have both sightings and or abductions uh same thing, I'm sure you've heard of it, you know, the, 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 the dovetailing of UFO uh, sightings and cryptid sightings. You know, if you think that they're going to give us a double whammy of, yeah, and we think or we know or something that there's an extraterrestrial tie-in to Bigfoot and Dogman or whatever, it's like, yeah, right, sure. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Um, and I contrary to what people think that you say, well, you know what, maybe they're slowing it down because they don't want people to just totally wig out. Mm. I just think that they're hoping that the disclosure in and of itself will be like, huh? Because remember for years and years and years, um, I'm going to go with the American government because that's where we live, has basically denied that UFOs or extraterrestrials or anything like that was totally uh yeah it's great material for a movie or a sci-fi show or you know stuff like that but uh that's that's about the extent of it but then you think it's it's let's say for uh let's say like an organization like mufon which has gone out and collected this is besides all the other people that collect uh stories you know and, in other words have they've interviewed people that have had some type of experience or sighting you're going to tell me that all these thousands and thousands and thousands of stories, of interviews, of uh, retellings, everybody's going to be crazy and or lying? Uh, no. 
but then but at all this time you know we have the people that that make it quote unquote official saying no it's this it's that uh it's what was it originally what was it weather balloons gases uh um you know aircraft from uh, uh military bases uh uh, you know, jets, you, you name it, everything but something that originates not of this planet. And I think that that, that that right there, the one time, once I guess what I'm trying to say is that once we get beyond the fact that they actually do disclose, if they disclose something, once we get over that shock, like, man, they're actually saying or admitting that this exists, once everybody comes off that, huh? Then they'll look at or listen to what really said and they'll realize but that's they're, they're not really saying anything more than just saying yeah it's there's something there but there will not really be any thing substantial to it and i mean when what he what he described as and that i agree with that's the real reason why this this disclosure is being timed the way it is well that's a whole different show yes yes that's a whole different show so again, guys, thank you so much for being part of my audience. Uh, I need to go out there and save my chickens before some big giant owl makes a makes a meal out of their head. That's, let me tell you something, that's pretty awful. When I moved out here, that was like, that was a really bad thing. I lost a lot of my chickens that way. Uh, again, you've been wonderful. And I have a lot of fantastic guests coming on. Uh, you can go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I have links there for the videos. I have links there for uh, any of the, uh, either the podcast platforms, or if you want to actually download the MP3 file, I have links on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I'm working on my books. You can go to MarlenePardo.com. You'll see I already have the cover up of my upcoming book, which is uh, Hot Dame on a Cold Slab Film Noir Murders Number 2, which is a series of true crime murder mysteries some of them solved some of them unsolved they're all true okay that should be coming out hopefully before fall that's what i'm aiming for um and again if uh if there's anybody out there if you're an author expert or just anybody that's had an experience and you want to come on the show please send me an email or if you want to send me a story or if you want to be interviewed on the show uh if you've written a book or you've had experience or you're a paranormal investigator or whatever you know if you are you been looking for bigfoot uh ufos whatever contact me and i would love to have you on the show and uh it'll be very easy and uh, i look forward to it believe me i i there's something that as always uh that I've always loved about talking to the people, the, 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 the unknowns, in other words, not the people that you see all the time, maybe on shows or on all the paranormal shows or now, you know, with all these different cryptid shows. I just believe me, there's a bunch of people out there that have had experiences or work in these types of areas that this is what they do, uh, which, believe me, they're very knowledgeable. Uh, and again, reach out to me. Go to, uh, like I said, MiamiGhostChronicles.com or MarlenePardo.com. Or you can email me at Marlene at MiamiGhostChronicles.com and let me know and we'll schedule something. So again, thank you for being part of my audience. You are all wonderful. Take care. See you next We did it again. 
Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. On the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz in the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party Umlaut from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA. 5G user experience report July 2021.